Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Nick Prater, and it's my privilege to be your announcer on this, the third Sunday of Easter. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message, assisting in the worship service today as the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinninger, and the acolytes are Vanson Minning and Carson Ray. Today's radio broadcast is being sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. Our opening hymn is Lord Keep Us Steadfast in Your Word, found on page 655 of the Lutheran Service Book. May God bless us as we worship Him together. We have just a few announcements before we continue on with our worship today. First of all, I just want to say how glad I am to see all of you that you haven't been washed away. My goodness, uh, there's been so much rain and so much water, and we will definitely be praying this morning for all of those who have been affected by the flooding. Um, uh, if, there, if you know of anybody that is in need, if there's any way that our church can help them, um, please let us know, and uh, the, elder and I, the elders and I will, will get together and uh, do our best to try to assist them in any way that we are able to. Uh, next Sunday is a very special Sunday. It is Confirmation Sunday. Where is Jack Elliott and Caitlin? Are they here today? Jack Elliott's here. Jack Elliott, stand up. Where's Caitlin? I, I saw her once. These two fine young individuals will be confirmed this coming Sunday. That's very, very exciting. Okay, you, you guys can have a seat. Very good. Um, so Confirmation Sunday is next Sunday, uh, May the 7th. The questioning for them is that previous Friday, Friday, May 5th. It'll happen here in the sanctuary. Everybody is invited to attend that. Um, if you would like, that happens at 7 p.m. here in the sanctuary. If you have any questions about that, please see me. There is also a basket dinner right after the service on Sunday. Uh, all are invited to attend that. If you have questions about the dinner, please see Betty Sawyer. Where's Betty? I just saw her. There's uh, Betty. She is in charge of our dinner for that Sunday, so please see her if you have any questions about that. Next, we invite you to join us every morning at 8.45 for Sunday school and Bible class. I'm sorry, every Sunday morning uh, for 8.45. Uh, lost my whole train of thought. At, for Sunday school and Bible class at 8.45 every Sunday morning over in the school building there. Uh, if you are in need of nursery care this morning, uh, there, we, we have one available to you. It's just right outside of these double doors and to your left. Follow the signs into the the small chapel that we have on that wing of the building. The next voters meeting is coming up on May 7th at 7 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall, so please uh, be sure to attend that as we'll be deciding upon uh, several important things in that meeting. Also, the Trinity Lutheran School CDs are still for sale at the school in the church office for $5, and all proceeds go to the Tornado Shelter Project that we have been working on, so I highly encourage you to uh, make your way either to the church or school office for that as well. And then there is also a church council meeting tonight at 7 p.m. as we get prepared for the voters meeting that will be happening next Sunday on the 7th. And with that, that's all of the announcements that I have for this morning. Uh, would you please join me in a word of prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we are so very thankful that you have called each and every one of us here this morning. We thank you, Lord, that it is not by chance, it is not by accident, but Lord, we are here this morning for a very specific reason, a very specific purpose, and that is to hear your word, to hear it being spoken to us, and then, Lord, also to receive it, 
through your body and your blood shed and broken for us for the forgiveness of our sins. And now, Lord, we ask that as we worship you, that you would give us a zeal this morning for your house of worship here. In the name of Jesus, we pray all of, of these things. Amen. Our opening hymn is, Lord, keep us steadfast in your word. That's number 655. So we begin this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead, by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Behold, how good and pleasant it is. When brothers dwell in unity, it is like the precious oil on the head, running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron. Running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing of life forevermore. Glory, Glory be to, to the Father, Father, and to the Son, Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, through the humiliation of your Son, you raised up the fallen world. Grant to your faithful people, rescued from the peril of everlasting death, perpetual gladness and eternal joys. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Old Testament reading today comes from the book of Psalms, chapter 116, verses 1 through 9. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. Because he inclined his ear to hear, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. The snares of death encompassed me, the pegs of shoal laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return, O my soul, to your test. For the Lord has dwelt bountifully with you. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. This is the word of our Lord. At this time, we're blessed to have special music from the Lamb's Choir from Trinity Lutheran School.
disciples who were here today who were not up here seeing to come forward for the children's message with Mr. Griman. Also, bring up your mighty mites as well. Okay, <clears throat> today <clears throat> in Pastor's sermon, he's going to talk about rest, and I'm going to give you some ideas of what R, E, S, and T stand for. Hi, come on, have a seat and join us. So you're going to be remembering this, but we're also going to be sharing this with them out there because I think they'll appreciate it a little bit more than you will. Oh, you got something for Pastor there? Pastor, he's got it. Okay. Pastor will get it for you. Anyway, the word rest, R-E-S-T. R stands for the word relax. Okay, I'll hold it for you. Go ahead and have a seat right here. What do you know about it, or what do you think it means to relax? means, I bet you some of them out there know to relax, means to sit in this big chair, lean back, kick your feet up, and for one day on a Sunday, relax means to not worry and think about anything else that's going on, just to relax. So when God put the word rest out there, for an R, I put the word relax in there. Take a load off, as we often say. Kick back in the chair. Put your feet up. And don't worry about what's going on. God tells us we're not to worry. So R, relax. What's the next letter in the word? Rest. Hallie tells me it's an E. She is correct. E, something that we don't do as much. Growing up as a kid... My parents made sure that we sat down at a table and we ate together, to eat together. We don't do that as much, but on a Sunday, that was a special meal for us to all sit together around a table and eat. And as we were eating, we talked about what was going on. My daughter used to always tell us about what was going on in school and in her life, and we'd share different things. But it's very important that we eat together as a family. We don't lose that. One of the TV shows, Blue Bloods, always shows them eating a Sunday meal together after their worship service. But to eat together, sit around a table and share food. S. Makai, what is that? Sleep or take a nap. 
How many of them out there you think like to take a nap on a Sunday afternoon? Pastor's got his hand up. I got my hand up. God says that we are to sleep and get a nap. It's a day of rest. We're not supposed to have to do anything but rejuvenate ourselves with rest and sleep or take a nap. And then there's tea. Family needs to spend time together. Time together. That was a day that if once we got our nap done, time together as a family, many times with my dad, that meant going fishing. But just having family time together to go do something, even if it was playing in the backyard, walking to a park or whatever, but taking time to do something together. So relax, eating together as a family, taking a nap or getting some sleep and re truly resting, and then time together as a family. Rest. Resting is what God said he did. Six days created the earth, and then on the seventh day it says God rested. If he can do it, we can do it. They can do it. Okay, would you pray after me? Dear Lord, help me to rest, to take time to recover from a week's activities. Bless me now as I continue to worship you on this service. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for coming up. You may go back. You may have this back. We'll make sure your pastor gets that. The epistle lesson today comes from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 17 through 25. And if you call on him as father who judges impartiality according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as gold or silver, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot, he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for your sake, who through him all believers in God were raised from him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly with a pure heart. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like a flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, 
but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was made preached to you. This is the word of our Lord. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all of these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. And one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened, Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were, at the tomb, they were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back, saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going further, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while, we talked to, while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were with them, and gathered them, saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and has appeared to, to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the then they told what had happened on the road, and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Our sermon hymn today is number 352 in the Lutheran service book. Let the earth now praise the Lord, number 352 in the Lutheran Service Book.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ is risen. Want to make sure that you hadn't forgotten that. I do not know one person on planet Earth who has ever lived, except for Jesus, who has not needed or does not need rest from something. Whatever that is, whether it's things in our lives or it's things in the lives of the people that we know or the people that we love. Lord, I want a child. But I do not have one yet. Lord, I want my mother healed from cancer, but she is not healed yet. I want my child to stop getting in trouble at school. I want my marriage to be fixed, Lord, and I want it to be healed. And Lord, I just want to be able to pay the bills that I have. In our Old Testament lesson for this morning, please pull that out because I'm going to be referring to it here, Psalm 116, but specifically verse 7, Psalm 116, verse 7. The writer writes, return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. St. Augustine once said in, in, in one of his books, he said, My soul, Lord, is restless until it finds rest in you. Let us first talk about what this psalm is not. This psalm is not about counting your blessings. This psalm is not, even though it might appear to be that, this psalm is not about, well, you should just ignore all of the bad things that are happening in your life because, well, God has blessed you. And so that just makes everything better. But we all know that that's not true. Because all of us, every single one of us in here, has things that we, that we want to find rest from. Certainly also, all of us have things that we have been blessed by God from as well. But this psalm is not telling us to just, well, count the things that you do have and just be grateful and sit down now and shut up and don't ask anymore. Return, O my soul, to your rest. The Lord has dealt bountifully with you. This psalm, again, is not about counting your blessings. It's about salvation. It is all about how the soul can be at rest because of what happened on Easter. It's kind of a joke between pastors that the Sunday after Easter is always like the lowest attended church service of the entire year. And it just, it just is. I mean, it happens in every single church. We have now come on the other side of this, as one pastor put it, this great cataclysmic titanic event of which we have celebrated the fact that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was crucified on Calvary's cross, 
died for our sins on that cross, nailed our sins with him to that cross, and then was resurrected, came back to life, new air was breathed and was, was, was placed into his lungs, and he came back to life and was resurrected three days later just as he said that he had. And it's certainly not uncommon for people to sort of ask the question, maybe not out loud, but perhaps to themselves, well, now what? Now that we've come on the other side of this great and incredible event, well, now what? Sort of, what do we do now? And that's why this verse from Psalm 116 is so incredibly important. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. The instrument of sin, the instrument of finality to our sin has been removed because of Christ, because of his resurrection. And verse 8 is evidence of this, if you look at that with me. Of course, in verse 7 again, return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. And then in verse 8, for you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. And so really it makes perfect sense to interpret these two verses from Psalm 116 as we do. We allow scripture to interpret itself. It's entirely appropriate that we interpret these verses in the same light as we interpret Matthew chapter 6, where Jesus is telling his disciples to not worry. From Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? And why are you anxious about clothing, Jesus says? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you that not even King Solomon, all of his glory, was arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today alive and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? We've talked about this before, but what Jesus is saying here is, well, I have taken care of all of the little things. What you will eat, what you will wear, the, the home that you have. I have taken care of all of these little things, and to us they might not seem so little, but to God who is looking over the entire span of time, he knows how little that those things are in comparison to our salvation. And so what Jesus says here in Matthew 6 is, well, I have taken care of all of these little things. How much more will I not also take care of, sorry, I have taken care of the big thing. I have taken care of your salvation. How much more will I not also take care of all of these little things? And so we can use Matthew 6 to interpret our psalm, Psalm 116, verse 7. For the Lord has dealt bountifully with you because... And because of that, O oh my soul, you can rest. Because he has taken care of the big thing. And so he will also take care of those little things for us. 
And it makes, and again, it makes perfect sense as well when we understand who is actually doing the speaking in our psalm. It's actually Jesus who is doing the speaking. So we again look at our psalm, Psalm verse 6, beginning at verse 1. This is Jesus speaking. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy, because he inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. The snares of death encompass me. The pangs of, of Sheol laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, deliver my soul. All of these things are being spoken of by Christ. And we can envision that because of everything that he went through pre-Easter, because of, of his suffering, because of his death on Calvary's cross. And then after verse 4, then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, deliver my soul. There's a change in tone, a dramatic change in, in this psalm. Jesus says, gracious is the, the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have been delivered, my soul, from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. The writer to the Hebrews puts this really, really well. He says that we have a great high priest who has suffered in every way that we have. Jesus knows what it is that you need rest from because he has experienced it himself. He knows exactly what you need rest from. He knows what you are praying to him for, all of these things that we listed at the beginning of our message. He knows them, and he hears them. And he wants you to know that not only does he know them, that, that not, not only does he hear them, but for lack of, I guess, a better way of saying it, he feels your pain. He knows what you are going through. Because as the writer to the Hebrews says, we have a great high priest who has suffered in every way that we have suffered. And so what does it mean then for our souls to be at rest? What does that look like? Well, he is not only talking about how our souls will be at rest on the last day, but we can find rest now. We can find rest through his holy word that is spoken to us, that is read to us when we read it for ourselves. Luther did a great and amazing thing. He made it possible so that the Bible could be read by other people. Don't make Luther come back after you and ask you, why aren't you reading your Bible? He, was, he put it in, in the common language of the, the people. God's word has been placed in your hands. If you don't have one, let me know. I'll get one for you. I've got lots of them. It has been placed into your hands so that you can read it, so that you can read it and find that rest. One of the ways that, that I do it, whenever I read the Bible for myself and I am going through a point in my life or something that is happening that I can't really put words to, I go to these psalms. Because they put words to emotions and feelings and things that I am going through that maybe I, I'm not able to do. And so, can you pray the psalms? Yes, absolutely, I would encourage you to. 
pray the Psalms. Read them for yourselves. Come to worship. Come to church where you can hear his holy word spoken to you, read to you. And certainly when we partake in the body and blood of Christ for the forgiveness of our sins that make our souls restless. We can find rest there. And we do find rest there. When we hear the words of forgiveness being spoken to us, so then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. God... Christ commanded his disciples to do that because he knew that we as people needed to hear those things. We needed to hear them in our ears. The words of the gospel being proclaimed to us that no matter what your sin is, no matter how many times that you have committed, no matter what you need rest from, I have forgiven you. I have taken care of the big thing. I will also take care of the little things. Also, when a brother or sister in Christ gives us encouragement during the difficult moments of our lives, we also find rest through them as well. It's part of the reason why I say that it is impossible to be a Christian and not come to church. How could you? How could you profess to follow Christ and not want to come to the very place where Christ is offered to you in his body and his blood, through his word, through your brothers and sisters in Christ, giving you encouragement and praying for you. This is where we find it, not necessarily in this building, although we certainly do, but the body of Christ is where we find it, where the people of God are gathered here, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, he says, there I am among them. And so my prayer for all of you here this morning, my prayer for all of us, is that whatever it is that we came through those doors or those side doors this morning with, whatever it is that we came with that we need to find rest from, I pray that that you would find it here this morning. Through his word being spoken to you, through this and through myself speaking to you now, through his body and blood poured out and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, did you also ever wonder why the baptismal font is placed here? Because as you walk up to communion, it is a simple reminder that you are baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and he welcomes you to his table. There's always a reason for everything. And so my prayer and my encouragement for all of us here this morning is that our souls would find rest, and it wouldn't find rest in things that are outside of God and his word, but that that we have found rest in him through his word, through his sacraments, given to us, poured out for us for the forgiveness of all. In our Savior's name, amen. Please rise. We now say together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Apostles' Creed that is found printed on the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, 
and in Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ, his only, only Son, our Lord, Lord who was, was conceived, conceived by the by Holy Spirit, Spirit born of the Virgin Mary, Mary suffered under Pontius Pilate, Pilate was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. hell. The third the day, day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we gather our tithes and offerings in the pew uh, to, on the aisle side of the pews is a red sign-in book. Now is a good time to fill that book out. Will the people who receive it on the window sides, when you're done with it, send it back to the aisle, and then the person who is on the first, the first person who is uh, sitting on the aisle, please tear out that top page so that the elders can come by and pick it up after worship today. With that, we collect our tithes and offerings. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. You may hear the Lutheran Hour message each Sunday on one of the following stations. At 6.30 a.m. on KTXR FM 101.3 from Springfield, Missouri. At 9.30 a.m. on KKOW AM 860 from Pittsburgh, Kansas. Or at 12.30 p.m. on KRUM FM 100.3 Rogers, Arkansas. You may also visit online at www.lutheranhour.org to learn more about the Inspirational Lutheran Hour Ministries program. Trinity's Adult Bible Class meets at 8.45 a.m. each Sunday in the cafeteria and fellowship hall of the school. Men's Bible Study meets each Wednesday morning at 6.30 a.m. in the chapel. Additional study groups include Ladies' Tuesday Evening Bible Study at 7 p.m. at the home of Tony Overman. Ladies' Afternoon Bible Study meets the first and third Mondays at 1 p.m. in the chapel. For more information regarding the Bible study groups, please contact the church office at 417-235-7300. We now rejoin the congregation in celebration of Holy Communion.
In our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to remember. First of all, for those who are on our health list, for Melvin McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Esther Holly, Flora Overman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Brenda Lawmaster, Myron Reed, Rosa Marie Griman, Carol McIntyre, Marilyn Stewart, Caitlin Kleibaker, Elmer Kaiser, Oren Fritz, Lee Dust, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan Haynes, Dale Chapman, Dustin Schmidt, Don Schmedeke, Kelsey Stewart Ledford. Also for those who are celebrating anniversaries, uh, for Becky and Andy Morgan, who will celebrate 27 years of marriage on May the 3rd. Also a prayer of thanksgiving for the birth of a baby boy, Benjamin Isaac, born to Justin and Elizabeth Harper on April the 24th. We'll also keep uh, in our prayers this morning those who have been affected by the flooding. So we go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we certainly pray with St. Augustine that, Lord, our, our souls are not at rest until they find rest in you. And we thank you, Lord, that you don't just promise us rest when the final day is here, but, Lord, you promise us rest in the here and the now. We find rest, Lord, through your word. We find it, Lord, through your sacraments. We find rest, Lord, whenever two or three are gathered in your name and we hear and we speak the scriptural encouragement to one another that all of us so desperately need. And so, Lord, we thank you for the rest that you have given to us, the rest that you have provided for us, especially, Lord, uh, the rest of our salvation in you because of your death and because of your resurrection. Lord, in your mercy. Dear Lord, we lift up a special prayer this morning for all those that have been, that have been affected by the flooding. Lord, it's difficult to, to watch the news and to see all of the terrible things that, that have happened. People, Lord, who have lost not only things, but Lord, most especially, they have lost loved ones. And so, Lord, we pray for all of them. We pray, Lord, that where there is brokenness, that you would bring healing. Lord, we pray that there would be a recession in the rain and the water that we have so that healing could happen and that, uh, um, and that Lord, that uh, in all things, Lord, that even in these difficult times, that your name would be praised. Uh, and so, Lord, we lift all of these people up to you. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we also lift up a special prayer for the school that we have as we approach the last few weeks of our academic year. And we thank you, Lord, for all of the students and the teachers and the administration and the staff and the parents and everybody, Lord, who was involved with it. And we thank you, Lord, that you have brought us successfully to the end of another year. And we pray that as the summer approaches and as we think about next year, that at the forefront of everything that we think, do, and say would be your cross and would be your resurrection. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we lift a special prayer also for those who are suffering, whether that suffering be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. We pray especially, Lord, for all those that we have named on our health list, and for all those, Lord, that we name before you in our hearts now. 
Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we also pray for all those that we know that do not yet know you as Lord and Savior. Lord, that don't know of your wondrous love for them, do not know of the loving kindness for which you have showered upon them each and every day. We pray, Lord, especially for all those that we know that we name now before you in the silence of our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Finally, Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of Holy Communion that is here before us. We give you thanks, Lord, for the rest that is here before us. Because we know, Lord, that where there is the forgiveness of sins, that life and salvation is also found. We thank you, Lord, for our great high priest, Jesus Christ, who paved the way for us. And Lord, who, who showed us and who taught us where we can find rest, that we find rest only in you. Lord, in your mercy. With your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And Lord, also we give you thanks uh, for, the, for Becky and Andy Morgan, who will be celebrating 27 years of marriage on May 3rd. We pray, Lord, that, that you would bless them, uh, that you would watch over them, guard and protect them in this next year of marriage together. We also give you thanks, Lord, for Benjamin Isaac, born Lord to Justin and, and Elizabeth. And we thank the Lord for his birth, and we pray, Lord, that he would grow up with a heart that is after yours. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O oh Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. <clears throat> Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places. Give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Blessed be the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Christ is risen. He is risen We continue with our closing hymn, Almighty Father, Bless the Word, number 923. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Prystadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with the members of Trinity next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on KKBL-FM 95.9 Aurora, Missouri or live stream broadcast at www.prystadtradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. <laughs>